Scholars, Alex Alonso, and MG. Here to bring you guys another banger. And I'm here with the Eastside General. What it do? What's going on with your homie? Hey, I wanted to, um, I didn't get to ask you about the whole uh, motorcycle event that you, um, that you, was that, was that last weekend? Yeah, yeah, that week? was last, that was on Saturday. Yeah, well, the whole, kind of the whole week last week, yeah. Hub City Riders, we have our annual, had our annual week um, this week, man. And uh, so every night we was at a different club, you know, hanging out. And then Saturday night was dance, you know, and, uh, you know, over there in Wads, man, it, it was cracking too. You, it went down. So it's like uh, cats from across the whole L.A. County area, or is it statewide, or how how is that? You know what? You know, we put it out there, man, and um, dudes come from everywhere, Alex, you know what I mean? And they come in, you know, depending on what they schedule looking like. But the guys who want to, you know, during the, during the dance, you know, they're going to put out there for the biggest social club, which is, you know, the females. They're they going to put up a few dollars to the biggest auxiliary club. And then they also going to put out a, a trophy or a few dollars to the biggest motorcycle club. And, and, and surprisingly the biggest motorcycle club, man, was out of, um, I forgot the name of the club, but they was out of, I looked at they patch, bro. They was out of Brooklyn, New York, man, in Miami, Florida. They was the same club, two different chapters, but you know, they came all the way from the East coast, man. And down South, man, to come rock with us, man. And, and I was fly right there. You know, I hate that. I, um, uh, forgot the name of that club, man, because I definitely give a shout out to them. But uh, yeah, they represented that, man, all the way from the East Coast. So you mean to tell me these guys got on their hogs and rode across the whole country? They rode across the country, man. You know what I mean? And and uh, like I say, come rock with us, man. But, you know, those are real those are real riders. You know what I mean? You know, I can't say every single one of them out of the 45 of them that, you know, was there. Um, every single one of them rode, but I know a nice chunk of them did because I seen them riding out on their bikes and, you know, and a few of them told me, you know, they, they hit that highway, you know, so, you know, that was something special, man. You know, I don't think I'm ready for a ride like that by far, but at the same time, man, I get them dudes big ups, man, for, for coming and, uh, putting it down like that, man, putting them bikes on the highway. And, you know, like I said, them some real riders right there. Yeah, it must be quite costly well i guess when you put gas in a, in a motorcycle you're getting more mileage for uh, each gallon so it's not as costly i mean you know it's still gonna be up there a little bit you know because you got to keep filling up that tank keep filling up that tank for me you know it's coming from somewhere that far you know you kind of have to know how to navigate that highway man because you have to know how far each gas station is you know somebody had to be the made that ru that run before you know what i mean and uh and uh to know, you know, that that you have enough distance between this gas station and the next gas station, you only got a five, six gallon tank at most, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, or you got, you know, I'm sure dudes had trucks and trailers, you know, following them just in case somebody break down and things of that nature, you know, emergency gas cans and all that thing. But like you say, it's a costly event, you know, but some people prepare for it. You know, I have a lot of homies that ride with other clubs, you know, Kings of Cali's, uh, Black Knights, you know, and uh, when they hit that highway, man, you know, they, 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 be, they will prepared so you know um you know that's what that's what them guys do you know what i mean so um you know they definitely be ready for it alex but then again you also need to uh stop off at different hotels motels along the way it's, it's, i'm sure that's mandatory no no doubt you know what i mean because at the same time you know fatigue gonna wear in on you you know you can only hit so many hours a day man before you know fatigue just set in you got to shut it down you know so like you say you got hotels you got gas you got food you know definitely a costly event but if it's something you love to do man then, then, then and you have the money then it's not a problem 
you don't mind spending it because it's what you love to do, you know, and that's with anything, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, you got to have some bread in the kitty, man, and, you know, but at the same time, if you ride a Harley, you got to have some money anyway, you know what I mean? So, shit. Oh, yeah. So, um, what, what's the longest trip you, you did on your hog? For me, just as long as I've been as Arizona, man, you know what I mean? I hit AZ, man, and, and, um, you know, for me, it was it was it was, it was a great ride. You know, um, you, that was you know, last uh, year, right? Yeah, yeah, it was last year. You know, it was a great ride, man. I'm looking forward to you know going a little further. You know, um, got a guy on my job I ran into the other day, man. He said they was going to uh, uh, Idaho for an event. You know, and and so them dudes get out there and and, and really pound that pavement. You know, going up to like you say, you know, but it's nothing for a lot of these dudes to jump on a highway and go to Dallas and go to, you know, um. I ain't got there yet, but it's coming, man. It's coming. I'm making some preparations right now to get ready for something like that. I remember driving to Arizona. I think it's the darkest highway that I've ever ridden on. Did you, <laughs> did you do that at night? Were you, were you on that bike at night going to Arizona? Well, you know, the ideology is to leave about 4 or 5 in the morning. You know what I mean? So you catch a little darkness, and by the time, you know, you get rolling, the sun coming up, you know. You know how hot it is in AZ, so you don't want to, you know, be out there in the middle of the heat either. So, you know, you jump on that road 4 or 5 in the morning, man, and, you know, try to get there by 10, you know, and, and you'll be all right, you know. So, like I say, the dudes who ride across country, they planning this shit out strategically. You know, they probably getting up every morning, 2, 3 in the morning, pounding out, you know, a uh, uh, little darkness, and then by the time the sun come up, you know what I mean, you know, you got a few hours in already you know so so you know i'm sure they planning the weather you know mapping out the weather you know and uh and all that so you know when you on a mission arizona ain't nothing but you know when you're on a mission from from the east coast or you know you're on a mission from, from arkansas or somewhere i mean yeah you really got to plan those missions out but uh man if you like ride man you with 30 40 bikes you know it, it's it's something special man and feel good when you out there rolling like that yeah i actually want to do a cross-country trip in one of those trailers with my kids, I want to mm-hmm. hit, you know, I want to hit all the big cities and spend, I don't know, two, three weeks just on the road. I ain't never done that. I, I took the bus from New York city to Los Angeles when I was about 11, 12 years old, but it mm-hmm. was not, com- it was not comfortable because you sitting in the seat upright the whole right, time. Right, right. But uh, I'd like to get a little, um, a trailer or something and do it with the kids. Hey man, you got to man. You know, I know one of my uh, my oldest kids were young. Their grandfather had brand new uh, uh, RV, and uh, at a very young age, man, he used to take them back home where he was from, from Mississippi. You know, but they'd make their rounds and go to visit. You know, people up in Tennessee. You know, family members up in Tennessee, man. So at a young age, man, they was out there on that road, man, and you know, getting them road trips in, man. And that's something special when you. You know, you can do that with a family member, a grandparent or a parent and family members, man. It's something special when you, you know, you get that opportunity. So many people that don't. And, and that's just, you know, it, it, it's, it seems simple, but yet sometimes we don't, you know, get to have those accomplishments, get to do those sort of things. So, you know, when you get to talk about these kids or just getting out on that highway, period, man. And so if, if anybody ever rode through Colorado at a certain time of the season, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, it, it, it don't get a lot beautiful than more beautiful than, than going through Colorado, you know. So, you know, for your kids to get to see that or even as an adult, man, you know, sometimes that's some um, great opportunities. Yeah, I like doing stuff with my kids now that they're all teenagers and grown. I remember my wife would say, "Hey, let's take the let's take the babies here," and I'm like, "Why? They ain't gonna remember it." Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, if you're too young, you are, you know you you know they not. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. So, but that's what's happening. 
All right, man. Um, we got an update. We got an update on Big Y's uh, service. Okay. So I want to let everybody know what's going on with Big Y. He's got a viewing, and he's got the service. And I want to I want to shout out Ant Dog from out of Inglewood for keeping in touch with me, man, and for really tapping in with us last um, last week, man. Because you know Ant Dog don't he don't do much talking. Um, right, um, right, right. In no public spaces, man. And uh, I'd love to get Ant Dog to sit down with me for an hour, but uh, that's probably highly unlikely. But you know it ain't gonna stop me from out. Um, asking them uh again and again but yeah we got the funeral is going to be uh june i'm sorry the, the viewing is june 17th june 17th at grace memorial that's in inglewood and then the funeral is going to be on june 20th i think the 17th is a saturday right uh if i'm not mistaken yeah let me pull that up yeah so so the viewing is on saturday the 17th and then the actual funeral will be on the following Tuesday. Okay. And, okay. And I think that there are going to be some people that are traveling to the to the area for, for Big Y service. And for those who are coming here, the viewing in Inglewood and the funeral service in Gardena is not that far apart. So when, when she, once you see two different cities, don't think that it is a long distance. Uh, what is it from from Gardena to Inglewood? I'm I'm gonna guess that's like. 15 minutes yeah maybe. yeah hop skipping a jump yeah <laughs> yeah so um we got that man and and the viewing is at 3 30 p.m to 8 p.m at grace memorial and the funeral service on the following tuesday on the 20th will be at 11 a.m okay. so um yeah that's the update on big Y, man and uh tap into the last episode we kind of uh, had a dope interview with aunt aunt dog from inglewood and uh any any last things you want to say about Big Wire, man? Nah, man. You know, I'm just uh, you know, uh, I know the family and everybody want to put some closure on it, man. You know, to a legend, man, out of Inglewood. You know, so uh, rest in peace to Big Wire, man. You know, and like I said, I'm always sending out my condolences to his, you know, his family, you know, his kids, you know, my moms or any family members and homies. You know what I mean? Because I know, you know, the homies. You know, like you say, Big Wire been around a long time, just banging on wax and you know, really in the streets doing it, man. So you know, this is a dude who. You know, he lived his life on the for, on, on on front street. You know what I mean, with being the blood, homie. You know, and, and good dude though. You know what I mean. But you know, dude, definitely. You know what I'm saying. Represented it right, and uh, you know, respect, dude, and you know, much love and respect, big Y. Yeah, I think I want to um, go into my garage and pull out all my CDs. I put all my CDs up, and I know I know I got some some big Y CDs in there from the '90s, man. I'm, oh, I'm wow. actually gonna. I'm gonna pull out my CDs. I'm actually gonna try to um, get a CD player and connect it to my to my system at home because you know everyone's used to this digital. You know we stream in, yeah. But uh, I want to connect the tape deck. I want to connect a CD <laughs> player, and I want to connect a um, a record player because I I still got uh, boxes of old records, LPs. Yeah, but me I'm, too. I, I got uh, actually, I got all my parents' albums. You know what I mean? The Temptations, the Spinners, the Whispers, the my daddy Richard Pryor albums. You know, I got all that still. You know what I mean? Uh, not too long ago, we just brought my my uh, one of my daughters. She wanted a record player. She heavy in the vinyl still to this day. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy how we keep those things, but we do need a machine to play them on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but uh, uh, I'm gonna get me a record player, man. Man, those records that you got, if they're your parents' records, man, them records go back. You might even have some records from the '60s, man. If I'm mistaken, 
I got I got I got him, man. I got him. <laughs> album after album in, in the crates, man. You know, so like I say, every now and then I get to pulling stuff out, man, and stuff I didn't even know about then that I know now. And I was like, wow, I never knew I had this album, you know. And Michael Jackson, this was just the whole get down, you know what I mean? So you know how it was coming up in the 70s, man. It was great music back then. You know, I think the, the music in those times would never be replicated, you know. But also the rap to me in the 90s when Big Y and them came through, I just think it would never be replicated, you know what I mean? Not saying the good music is is is, is not going to be out, but though that 90 gangster shit, Alex, is I, I don't think it could be touched, man. Yeah, man. Um, I can't wait to bring out all my old stuff to to go back to the to the vinyl and to the cassettes and the CDs. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a record shop in Hollywood, man. They sell vinyl still. It's called Amoeba. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of new artists are pressing vinyl, actually. So vinyl is kind of making a low key comeback. I don't think it's like, you know, it ain't selling in the millions like it once did. But there's a store in Hollywood. That's all they sell is is vinyl. So um, tap in with that, and I'm I'm gonna pull out my my big wide CDs at some point because I know I got them in the garage. I got all those banging on wax. I got all that. Um, what was the other one called? They had the Crip one. They had the Blood one. There was two different Blood ones. One was banging on wax, and I forget what the other one was. But I got all of them, man. Yeah, all yeah. All right. Uh, let me see here. I wanted to tap in with this um <laughs> this one story. From out of, I'm going to tap in with this story from New Haven, Connecticut. This was a brother that was riding in the back of a police van, and they didn't have him uh, restrained. I guess they took him into custody. A guy named Randy Cox, 36 years old, threw him in the back of a van, and they just and they and they had him cuffed. Right, handcuffed. Right. I remember this situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You remember this story? Well, look, I, I wouldn't imagine in a thousand, a million years that a lawsuit would have amounted to forty-five million dollars, but they just reached a settlement for forty-five million. Man, unbelievable. I mean, you know, for me, it's believable because I remember seeing that the 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 video of him in the back of the van, and the reason they probably came to that amount, man, because they was purposely fucking over this dude, Alex, stopping, breaking hard, making him bust his head up against the, the gate and all those things. I mean, it was it was it was it was it was messed up, homie. It would be one thing if he had his hands free to be able to brace himself. Maybe he would only broke a wrist or something like that, man. This dude paralyzed from the chest down. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, forty five million don't mean shit. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, yeah, to help his family. Yeah, it might put him in a comfortable space where he have a comfortable bed or 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 or, or a better wheelchair or something like that, Alex. But what actually can he? How actually can he enjoy his money? So you know, to me, you know what I mean? Is it is 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 not not enough? You know, from when you're talking about paralyzed from the chest down. You know, so um, I I am glad that they were able to come up with that amount. You know, like I say, I'm sure he may have kids or may have sisters and brothers that he can help out and make sure they straight. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's he not going to be able to enjoy this money, you know? So it ain't about the money to me. It's, it's just about, you know, they dogged him out, you know, they got caught, you know, and, 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 and so they threw him some bread to try to fix it. I mean, you know, but it is better than nothing just to be honest with you. But yeah, man, dude over there messed up. Yeah, man. Um, they, they threw him in the van and what's funny is that, uh, one of the articles that I found said that he was allegedly injured while right, being transported right, right, by, right. The, by the police, which is crazy. But uh, I'm just playing a little bit of of this footage of him just sitting in the back of this uh, 
I don't know. We, we I don't know if these are paddy wagons, but he's just sitting in the back cuffed. And I think they just hitting speed bumps. I think they hitting dips, uh, potholes, and they not giving an f what's going on with this dude. But I can't believe that the, the him getting bounced around in the back of that van actually caused that much paralysis. I, I'm just yeah, kind of yeah. shocked. No, nah, I wasn't, man, because it's all steel in there, metal. And uh, when he slipped and um, when he slipped and uh, uh, um, hit his neck on the on the the thing like that, they, I mean, it probably broke it, you know. And once it broke it, you know, he was he was jacked up, man. You know, they probably did this a hundred of times, and dudes come out just with a black eye, a busted lips, busted head, things of that nature. But you know, in this one, man, this dude really was hurt. Then they drug him in the police station. You know what I mean? Because they thought he was fake and thought he was bullshit, you know, and they drug him in there with, you know, probably cause him more injury. You know what I mean? Just the way they drug him out of there and snatched him up, they probably caused more injuries doing that. So I'm thinking um, that's right here. Look, boom. And it's, when his neck hit that back wall back there, you know, that's probably when it when the injury occurred, you know. And uh, unfortunately, like I say, he paralyzed from the neck down, man. And, and uh, yeah, they needed to give up that money. But like I say, man, he, he's not going to even be able to use it to the – you know, to, 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 to enjoy life with it. Yeah. I think you got to get hit just the right way, man, to get paralyzed. And it looks like he, like you said, he went kind of head first with all the momentum of the rest of his body behind his head and his neck. And, uh, it, it actually, when I look at it from another angle, it does look devastating. It's, it's just, uh, man, I, I believe these officers, uh, do, do we know if these officers were charged? I didn't even look into that. Well, I know they was just recently fired, you know, uh, but I don't think they was charged. I know they was recently fired. But on another note, Alex, you know what I mean? I've been in the back of, you know, some vans, not this, not made of steel like this, but I have been in the back of vans. I've been a uh, uh, back of various arrests in the back of various vehicles. And at the end of the day, you know, you know, um, once he felt that van moving, you know, because I'm sure before he made the ultimate crash right there, you know, hit his head right there, he felt his van moving back and forth like real aggressively, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, maybe he didn't know, you know, but in, in that situation, man, he definitely would have need to brace himself a whole lot better, get up against one wall, put his back up against his brace his feet down because you see they driving crazy or you see they stopping faster, you know, you know, um, don't get me wrong. I wasn't back there with him. Maybe this was the first time time they you know took off and made it go fast and jerk but at the same time man i've been on the airplane handcuffed shackled feet and hands i've been on the buses i've been on in the back of these these vans you know what i mean and it's it is you got to brace yourself you know you don't have no hands to catch yourself so you got to brace yourself and um you know i'm sure maybe he just didn't know that bro but it led to paralysis you know um and, you know, like I say, the police, I, I'm always expecting them to try to do some some shit like that, man. I remember they used to put us in the back of the police car, turn the heater on in the middle of the summer and get out the car and stand out the car and try to burn you. You know what I mean? You know, so they do all these things, man, to, to you know, um, to mess with you and shit. But it's just unfortunately that this dude didn't come out with just bruises and, and cuts, man. You know, he came out paralyzed. Now, now, when you've been transported in the past, have you ever been transported in a plane by the feds and and do they take more responsibility in the way they restrain all the inmates on the plane 
I've been on a couple planes. You know, we call it Con Air, of course, you know, but no doubt. Uh, I've been shackled by the feet. Like you say, you shackled by the, uh, around the waist, hands down. You know, you barely can feed yourself. You definitely hope you don't have to use the restroom, you know. Um, it's, 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 it's inhumane, but at the same time, man, we committed a crime, homie, so this is what it was. Um, um, but, yeah, no, nah, Alex, you, 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 you know, you take a quick turn and you take a dude, uh, uh, the, 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 you hit some turbulence or something too hard. I mean, you unstabilized, you know what I mean? Cause your feet with shackles on them can't even spread wide enough to brace yourself, you know? So, um, I have seen dudes fall on buses, you know, because they weren't able, you know, they talking and the bus moving and they not, you know, you, like I say, the shackles only let your legs go so far. So I have seen dudes fall on uh, trip on the plane. I have seen dudes fall on the bus from the bus, you know, taking a turn and they wasn't ready for the turn, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, people don't know how hard it is to get up after you fallen with shackles and, uh, and being chained around the waist yeah, or handcuffed. Um, yeah. Well, I got this article here that breaks down the $45 million lawsuit and not surprising. There's your boy, Benjamin Crump, man, Benjamin no Crump. He gets in front of any high-paying lawsuit <laughs> that exists, boy. He no don't he gonna no get a chunk of it. Yeah, 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 he don't waste no time, and he's going to get a little piece of percentage of it as well. You know, the thing about it is, not going off topic, Alex, but the thing about a lawsuit like this is by the time dude do get his money, you know what I mean? I just hope he got some kind of support system around him because being paralyzed, somebody is handling your business for you. You know what I mean? So that means you got people might be going to the bank. You got people might be, you know, um, paying bills for you, things of this nature, man. And sometimes, you know, when you have this kind of money and you got family members, man, you know, they'll take advantage of you because you can't do nothing. So I'm hoping he got a good system around him, man, and just won't do him wrong once he do get the money. Yeah, it says here that New Haven, Connecticut has agreed to pay $45 million to Randy Cox, who was transported handcuffed and without a seatbelt in the back of the police van following his arrest last year. The agreement was reached Friday evening following a day-long conference with a federal magistrate judge. It came two days after the city fired those two police officers who authorities said treated Cox recklessly and without compassion. I'm going to call for these two officers, man, to be charged with some sort of uh, uh, what could they be charged with, FG? Uh, man, gr a gross negligence, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, reckless endangerment. You know what I mean? I mean, damn, homie, you know, it's just more or less like, you know, they walk away just with a job loss. They're going to go apply for in another county, you know, six months, 90 days from now, you know, and get another job. You know, and this dude can't 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 move from the waist down for the rest of his life, pretty much, you know. So, um, I mean, it's definitely not a... Not uh, fair, of course, you know, but at the same time, man, you know, that's how it goes with the, with the law enforcement, man. They're going to look out for each other. Okay, down here at the bottom of the article, it says five officers, including those two that were just fired, face criminal charges in this case, all have pled not guilty. And, you know, of this $45 million, he's he's only going to get about, I don't want to say only, but uh, I think 60% goes to him and 40% goes to the attorneys. But that's still a nice chunk of the $45 million, that 60%. No doubt. All right, man. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, you actually sent me a link on this, uh, your boy Boosie. Your boy man, Boosie. Boosie, man. Okay, little Boosie getting a little, in a little trouble. And I don't know if that has anything to do with going to the uh, 
YNW <laughs> Melly trial. But, um, you know, he was there a couple of days ago. He was sitting in there, sitting in the YNW Melly trial. I heard, man, you know what I mean? To me, it wasn't a good look, you know, for him. But at the same time, you know, I don't know how close him and Melly was. I don't think they were. I know they did a song together, if I'm mistaken, you know what I mean? So I don't know how close they was, you know, but be, uh, being that Boosie, you know, he fought a murder case yourself. You know, I believe that um, Melly had the same attorney that Boosie had for his murder case, you know, for a while, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, so, so maybe they are friends, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, you know, uh, the publicity is not needed right now. You know, uh, love dude from afar. Let him go fight his case. You know what I mean? Your presence in the courtroom just to me. You know what I mean? I know when I was fighting case, I didn't want the homies coming to my my court shit. You know what I mean? That You know, just to me, it wasn't a good look. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I, the support is, is, is you know, you always got to love the support. But, you know, when you a dude in Boosie case, you know, you know, you know, a gangster, you know, out there, you know, I don't always believe that that gangster look in the court is the right look. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of people like to stay away from trials, even if it's your best friend. You're like, man, I ain't walking into that courthouse at all. But um, here's an article from TMZ. It says uh, federal agents arrest Boosie after court appearance. It says here that uh, a spokesman for the San Diego District Attorney's Office tells us that Boosie was in court Wednesday for an appearance on an ongoing gun case, which was eventually dismissed. But uh, he was arrested by federal agents outside the courtroom as soon as his gun case wrapped. Um, it says uh, TMZ doesn't know the circumstances that led up to the arrest. But you sent me a link that said it might be tied into some some wire taps some phone calls uh can you uh, break that down for us well for me you know i believe is is just i believe is these gun cases you know what i mean i mean personally you know and i don't have no inside knowledge or nothing like that you know if you was to ask me because i cause i've seen this move happen like plenty of times alex you know plenty of time you know with people that i know personally you know what i mean uh where you have a state case you know um some of us, we catch a gun case, Alex, and feds is coming. And what they do is, and how they do it, is as soon as the state dismiss, the state already they already agreed to dismiss it because they know the feds is going to pick it up. I've seen this at least 10 times by people I know catch state gun cases and um, then turn around and the feds pick them up. That's why a lot of homies, I tell them, if they certain caliber dudes, I tell them, listen, man, plead out on that fast as you can because you want to plead out on it in the state before the, the feds pick it up. You know what I mean? Because the feds, you could possibly have a mandatory 60 months on that on that gun case, you know, uh, um, mandatory minimum 60 months, you know, opposed to the state. You might can get three, you know, two and a half, three years off of it. A lot of dudes don't be wanting to plead out. They want to fight it and fight it. I'm dealing with the state. I'm, I probably can beat it. But they don't understand, man, when you're a certain level of dudes or you, the authorities, you've been eluding authorities for a long time, you would be surprised that they'll call the feds and say, listen, man, we got this dude right here, you know, on this gun case, man, what y'all want to do? The feds say, we'll grab it. They say, okay, we're going to dismiss it. You know, I'm believing it for, just from what I've seen before, not 100% sure at all that um, they probably just going to charge him with those two gun cases federally, you know what I mean? And he going to have to deal with it then, man. There's going to be a whole different level of uh, uh, punishment that's going to come along with it because you know they've been wanting Boosie for a while, man, you know, so that's what I believe it is. Yeah, I mean, it happened to um, it happened to a brother we spoke about a few months ago at a sack town. He caught a gun case here in Culver City. I'm talking about Mozzie. 
they I don't know if they dismissed it, dropped the charges, but whatever they did, and then the feds picked it up. But Mozzie was able to get away with just doing a year and a day, and actually he was just released uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, he yeah. got a year and a day, which is, I guess, not too bad for his gun case, right? No, nah, no doubt, but you know what I mean? Boosie been around a long time doing a lot of shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 I mean, he beat his murder case, so I can't sit here and say he did it or nothing like that, but at the end of the day, man, he was charged with and he was under that microscope of being involved in a murder. You know, whether he did it or not, he was under the microscope and he was accused of it, you know. So at the end of the day, man, if them prosecutors and them feds feel, you know, because they get together and talk from state to state. And if they feel he got away with one or got away with two or then heard his name in multiple situations that they never got him on. This is what they do, Alex. The, the feds come holler at you, you know, and that's for every street dude out there. You know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, you know, like I say, you know, I had one drug case in my entire life. And got 10 years for it on my very first drug case because my name had been ringing and the state felt like, hold on, man, let's 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 get these feds involved. That's just how they do it, you know. And uh, so uh, I believe it's going to be something with the gun cases, you know, and and uh, it come with a different penalty when you get over there in the feds. Everybody know that. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious because why would why would one why would the district attorney's office in San Diego dismiss the case? You know, and, and this, uh, this TMZ article says, well, the good news is the case was dismissed. <laughs> but what they're not saying is that um, that same case can pop up in the feds. Yeah, but at the same time, it must be some airtight that they have because, you know, the feds usually are real strict about them Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights, you know, them illegal searches and seizures and things of that nature. So if you pull Boosie over for a traffic stop, why was you searching his car in the first place? So I believe if it was a, a, a case where he made it and got this dismissed in the state, feds wouldn't have picked it up, you know, if this what they having for. Um, so but at the same time. I was going to say, does that mean there's some communication between the, the DA's office and the feds? Oh, it's always communication between the DA's office and the feds. You know, and the feds could have called the DA office and say, hey, bro, I know you want this, but let us grab this. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and, and it's simple as that. Bro, they dismissed the case and they was out there waiting for them. This, they definitely communicate. And like I say, I've seen homies. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, come back to the unit. Hey, man, they dismiss. You know, come back to the to, to the county jail. Come back to the module and be like, man, I'm they shit. They dismissed my shit. I'm finna go home. And when they get released, the feds out there. You know, they don't never get released. You know, the feds pick them up. You know, so like I said, I've seen this time and time again. But I've also seen homies that you know, had been to the feds, you know, and catch a gun case, boom, jump on that deal real fast. And, and it's, it's, it's done. It's already done. You know what I mean? So, um, but, but, but it definitely happens, man. So I believe that it's enough evidence if the feds picked it up and if it's about these guns that, um, maybe it was some kind of probable cause for them to search the vehicle. You know, maybe they had good probable cause, you know, on paper to say this is why we searched the vehicle. Because I was always wondering, man, if they if you pull me over for a traffic stop, give me a ticket. Why is you searching my vehicle? You know what I mean? So um, it, it, the, the news is definitely going to come out in the indictment. If they picked him up uh, to, to this morning, he will see a, a, a magistrate judge today. He will have his indictment today. You know, I don't know what state he, what state was, he was in San Diego. So he's he he probably going to court or he probably already at court right now as we speak, you know, probably at MCC San Diego, you know, and uh and uh and uh he'll be there until they either transfer him or or, or he fight it out from there. 
And and he can get bail on this case, right? The bail shouldn't be I mean, too high on this. I mean, depending depending on his background, depending on his you know his his you know uh uh, uh stableness, you know, depending on you know if they deem him he him a flight risk, I believe they're gonna do all that with Boosie, man. I don't think they're gonna let him go. They've been wanting him a long time. You know, um, I hope they, you know, give him action. Let him fight it from the street, man. Let me fight my case, you know, and and I'll, I'll come back to court. You know, Boosie ain't got no, no. I mean, I ain't going to say no reason to run, but he know how this shit go. You run, you get caught later, it's just going to be that 10 times worse. You know what I mean? So um, I hope they give him one. He can get out, fight his case, man. And uh, But at the same time, these people play dirty, you know, and, and, and depending on how, how bad they wanted this dude, or they'll make up anything to reprimand, to remand him, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know what role him attending YNW Millie's trial is going to play, but this just happened two days ago. He was just in the trial. I guess he was there to um, to lend his support um, to to show that you know that that YNW Melly still has has a support base. And uh, xxlmag.com just uh, posted this article uh, yes a couple days ago talking about Boosie was attending YNW Melly's trial. And, hey, to me, unless you're like a reporter, unless you're doing work, unless you're covering something, um, if you're from the streets, it's probably not a good idea to be sitting on another dude's murder trial, sitting in the audience. It's just it's just too distracting. And then you, you're just exposing yourself to unnecessary police attention, in my opinion. No, no doubt. And I think a whole lot of people uh, think that, you know, see, some people ain't going to get it, though, Alex. You know, some people, you know, don't understand, you know, because they haven't been in a situation where they fighting for their life. This dude fighting the death penalty. You know what I mean? So, you know, jurors are in there, you know, now you got your, you know, whether it's your cousin, your uncle or a real family member, your brother. That's a known, you know, a gangster in the street, you know, or things of that. And you don't want this dude, like you said, distraction of letting the jury know exactly who you affiliated with and things of this nature that that ain't called for right now. You know what I mean? You fighting for your life, bro. You know what I mean? And I know Boosie might've thought different. Like, man, let me just show some support to the young dude. But at the same time, he don't need support from, from the, the homies right now. He needs support from the attorneys. You know what I mean? That's who you need the support of, you know, them, them, the jurors, you know, he need jury support. And if you ain't on that jury, man, get your ass up out of there. Let that man fight his case. But I love Definitely. Boosie, though. It ain't, it ain't like I got nothing against Boosie. I'm just talking about when you fight in these cases and these dudes don't understand. You know, I talk about it all the time. Even your demeanor in court. You know what I mean? Even, 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 you know, you laughing or joking and shit like that. You know, people looking at that. Jurors looking at that. You know what I mean? So it's a court etiquette that you you got to have. You know, you talk to a motherfucker that been in courtrooms. You know what I mean? You know, you know, plenty of time. You know, it's a way that you conduct yourself in that courtroom, man, to get these people, you know, to, 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 you know, make it seem like you're not mocking them, make it seem like you're not, you know what I mean? You know, so uh, I agree with you 100% on that. Boosie should have stayed out of that one. Now, what's the chance that um, Boosie fights his gun case the way that Mozzie did and just pleads out and maybe gets a year and a day? Probably, he probably won't get a year because of his background, but maybe two years. Is there a chance that he gets a low sentence the way um, uh, Mozzie got? Me personally, I'm going to say no. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't know no circumstances behind neither one of their cases. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't read any, you know, uh, uh, charges on either one of their cases, you know. But at the same time, uh, me personally, just to, just 
BNFG? Nah, I think they're going to try to run it up on uh, Boosie, man. You Just to be honest with you, you know, I think they're going to try to hit him. You know, they they don't they can't get him on nothing else at the moment, man. We finna bust you upside your head with this. You know what I mean? And that's how they do it. You know, like I say, my first drug case ever, my only drug case ever, got called a petty amount. That wasn't that. No, we got him. We, we going to run him up now. You know what I mean? So I believe they're going to stick it to Boosie a lot harder than they did Mozzie. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I hope they don't. Don't get me wrong, because I mean, hey, man, he got pistols to protect himself. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the man for having the two pistols at all. You know, like at all. You know, it's just at the end of the day, man. You know, when you running around town, you know these kind of police, especially in California, they going up in your vehicle, man. If you ain't got that stash correct, or you ain't got them things you know, put somewhere where they can't find them, man. They definitely going to knock you down. So now that he in the federal system, you know, like I say, man, they're going to take it from here. They're going to paint the picture of he, you know, they're going to paint the picture that he, you know, you know, the wildest dude in the world, you know, and, and we're going to see what uh, what happened. But I hope he gets some love, to be honest with you. Yeah, because when he was fighting that other case he had back in the day in Louisiana, I believe he sat in that jail for about seven years before uh, he got out. I don't know if he pled out or if they uh, gave him a lesser charge, but uh, he definitely Damn, was it that long? a murder. Yeah, it was about, he fought that for about seven years. Damn. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I remember that. Remember, he was he was tied in a, in a group with a dude named Webby. You don't really hear about Webby anymore, but when they came out, it was Boosie and Webby. Oh, no, nah, mm. man. I love Webby, man. Webby used to spit that <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, But Webby had went there some time, you know, and Webby just did his a little different, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and they even used to talk. They was partners, man. You know, and they used to even talk shit up to each other about, you know, how they did each other. You know, I mean, you know, how they how they uh, could do better in this industry because both of them was wild. You know what I mean? You know, so. But, uh, but like I say, man, you know, um, we going to see how the feds treat him, man. I just said from 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 my personal understanding of how I feel that they want to do, man, I think they're going to try to get him on this one, Alex. Man, that's crazy if they do that, man. Um, yeah, in 2008 is when he caught his case, and he was released in uh, – when was he released? He was released in 2014. So what's that, six years a little almost yeah, I mean, years. hey, shit. Nah, but that's, hey, that's a significant amount of time. Shit. Yeah, so, all right, man. Uh, we'll uh, follow up on that Boosie case. And uh, I definitely want to talk about YNW Melly before we wrap this up. But before we talk about YNW Melly, I want to talk about this girl that really thought she was going to get away with robbing uh, $600,000 from her own job. <laughs> you know, from your own yeah, job. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, your own job, man, you know. Uh, and she did it in, if I'm mistaken, Alice, it was a short time. It ain't like it was over a four year span or something. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, man, it was, a, it was a short while, man. Between June and August, this woman. That's crazy. Tried to steal almost a mil, about a little over a half a million dollars. Uh, let me play, I'll play a video on it first and then uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, here we go. A former Brinks employee is accused of stealing more than $600,000 from the security company. Memphis police say Michaela Small stole the money between June and August of last year. According to a police, rather, a security manager for Brinks said that Small was caught on video taking money while she was counting deposits. The security manager told police that Small admitted to stealing the money. Police say she later returned about $30,000 
of the missing $600,000. All right, that's it. Uh, what's crazy about this case is that it took a while. It took a while to catch her because she did this last year and they're just finding it out now. So that's probably why she only she only turned in 30,000 FG. You mean to tell me she spent 500 racks already? I hope she didn't. I hope she got them put up somewhere, you know, um, to help her do her time, to help her hire a lawyer, to help her, you know, fight her case, you know what I mean? And um, I, she got super greedy. I mean, super greedy, you know what I mean? And $600,000 in a short of 600, of, and you only gave back 30? I would, I would, I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't have gave back shit, you know, just based on you hit already. Because once you went over two hundred and fifty thousand, you know what I mean. That that took you into a different crime level. And uh, so if you wasn't gonna give back, you know, four hundred or five hundred thousand of it, you know, it's just gonna take you into a different uh, a different level. So um, I wouldn't have gave shit back. Yeah, you know, it says here that she was charged with theft of property greater than two hundred and fifty thousand. I guess that's oh, okay. the, is that like the, the the limit for getting charged at that level. If if, if she would have took two hundred and forty nine thousand, I guess she would be looking at a lesser offense. But since it's over yeah, it's, a, it's a, it, exactly it's offense levels, and that two fifty took her into a different offense level. And if she would have went higher, that would have took her into a different offense level. And I think. Um, once you get the four million, I believe it is. I got the paper upstairs and said, uh, once you get the four million, anything after four million is the same, you know. But uh, but yes, yeah, levels all the way up until I believe four million. So if she's able to return, let's say, okay, they got it for six hundred and forty thousand. If she could return, let's say four hundred thousand, that'll take her to two forty, and she'd be looking at a lesser, uh, uh, I guess, a, a lesser offense level. Right, no doubt, no doubt, because she she gonna fall in, she gonna fall into a, a um, well, is this a, uh, did did this go state? Uh, yeah, I think this is a state case. But Brinks, I mean, if you stealing from Brinks, they may be federally insured, so it could be a Fed case, Alex. Yeah, I just assumed it was a Fed case because I'm, I'm yeah, just... yeah, I believe it should be because they probably federally insured, man. So you know, they gonna uh, definitely uh. Run that through the feds. So, like I say, yeah, they gonna have her at a, uh, uh, with that two fifty gonna hire have her in a higher offense level. But I mean, even if you drop down to to a low one offense level lower, you know they they still gonna gonna do something with her. I just hope she would. Like I say, I just hope she got the money put up in a safe spot. So when she, you know, like I say, she could pay an attorney, she can take her care of herself in prison, and uh, you can have something when you get home. Yeah, it says in this article that according to the Memphis PD, she she um this the security manager for Brinks filed a theft report for business. She stated that while investigating deposit shortages, she found that an employee, Michaela Small, stole money. The theft totaled six hundred and forty thousand, according to the police. The security manager and another employee confronted Small. She admitted to stealing the funds on August first. She returned only three thirty thousand. She only returned thirty thousand dollars. And it says here that MPD, so that's the local, that's the state. This will, so far, it sounds like a state case. Mm. MP, MPD says um, the manager gave a statement, provided evidence. She also identified uh, Small in a six-person lineup. And what's interesting is she did this last year, and I guess they decided to look at, the, they, they figured out they were missing money at some point. And they said, let's go look at the security cameras. And they found her uh, sticking her hand in the cookie jar uh, between those, uh, between what, uh, August 
what was the month? Uh, June and August. Yeah, between June and August. Yeah, between June and August. So uh, that's really what got her caught because she she got away with this for uh, what six seven months. So um, it looks like she can, can the feds actually take this case over, even though it's the MPD Memphis PD doing all the investigation right now. Well, I mean, that, that happens a lot. You know, sometimes when people call the police on, on, on anything, you know, of course, the police is going to come, you know, initially. You know, the feds, you can't just call the feds and they're going to pull up and investigate the case. You know, most of the time they're going to have the PD come, make their arrest, write the report. And then based based on, um, like I say, you know, uh, what kind of insurance these people had, you know, um, whether it go federal or not, uh, and, that, and that's how they're going to determine it, you know. So, I mean, if it's state state, she got action, you know, like I say, but once you got go feds, you know, you got them guidelines and you got them, you know, things of that nature, uh, uh, um, you know. So we're going to see. I'm going to stick my, uh, 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 keep my ear on this because I do want to see what kind of, what kind of time she even looking at, you know, um, for that kind of money to see even if it's anywhere worth it. So say if they talking about two years, man, you know, for some people it's worth it. If she got 500,000 put up at the pad, you know, people don't make that on a job in two years. So, you know, just depending on, you know, what kind of time she looking at, man, I'm trying to see if it was it worth it, you know? It sounds as if this was considered a bank robbery. And if it's a bank robbery, uh, is that uh, five years in the feds, a bank robbery? No, not if she didn't use a pistol, not at all. You know, bank robbery, bank robbery started three years, 36 months without a pistol. You walk in the bank with a note, Alex, and hand them a note, and they, you know, they're supposed to give you the money even with a note. So if you go in there and say, man, give me, you know, $50,000 and they give it to you and you walk out with it, you still can get three, 36 months on that without a criminal record or things of that nature. It's when you go in there with that pistol and rob them is when the time come in. So that's why I say she can come out, man, smelling like roses, Still, you know, this is a money crime. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody was hurt. You know what I mean? They don't call it victimless. I mean, you know, we'll call it victimless. You know, they try to say that it, it, it hurts the institution and the things of this nature, but not one person was hurt. You know, so she stole money. She ain't did nothing that a lot of these politicians ain't getting caught doing. You know, so uh, I'm just going to see how they handle it uh, because she shouldn't get a lot of time. Yeah, because she, she didn't use any. There was no violence. There's no weapon. Right, none of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Hey, you remember in the movie Dead Presidents? Um, they were gonna go rob. They were robbing the Brinks truck because they found out they were gonna burn the money. I guess the banks burn money every once in a while. So they went to go steal money that the banks were planning to burn. So um, that's really the victimless, victimless crime because this is money that they were gonna throw in the trash and discard anyways. In that movie, uh, Dead Presidents from. I think that was 1995. Yeah, yeah, I remember there. Lorenz Tate and him, I think, played yeah. in that movie, if I am mistaken. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's a classic so, that, that doesn't get talked about a lot, Dead Presidents. I'm a shit. They, they, we watched it about 10 times. Yeah. yeah, we watched it about 10 times. So, you know, definitely a classic back then. So, hey, but yeah, want, man, you know, uh, what you trying to say? I, I was saying, when people talk about the classics, they always go with the boys in the hood. They always go with um, Menace to Society. Menace to Society. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear people saying Dead Presidents. No, nah, you don't. But, you know, for to me, it was one of them. It goes in there with them. You know what I mean? And uh, a, few, a few other movies, you know, go and go in that same category, man. It was, it was some classics, man. Remember Boss Man Cootie? I think that was um, Pinky from <laughs> Pinky from uh, from um, one of Ice Cube's from, money. Yeah, from Cootie Friday. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And Dead Presidents. Uh, I always yeah, call I him Pinky. Whenever I see that actor, I say, oh, they go Pinky. No, nah, no doubt. I like dude, too, though. 
Yeah. All right. So um, she might be able. She might have pulled off a. Uh, I don't want to say. Hold on. Let me be very careful how I word this. This girl. Uh, what's her name? Her name is Michaela Small. Michaela Small may have gotten away with a financial crime where she's going to end up doing uh, a limited amount of years, but could be walking away with a half a million dollars. No doubt. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, like I say, man, the, uh, see, for me, I think of other issues and shit just because I I, I seen so many bad issues go wrong. Say if she get two years, man, they give her two years for the crime and shit and she and uh, she go do the two years. You know how many family members and sisters and brothers is going to be trying to find out where this money at? And if they know where that, or they know where it's at, Alex, you know, unfortunately, man, people ain't shit. You know, even brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles and when it comes to money, grandmamas and shit, you know what I mean? They ain't shit when it comes to money. So even if she got it put up, say if she on, on her second year in her bid, they run, she running out of money that she just took out to take care of. She needs somebody to go in the stash and get some more to send to her. Man, they finna rape her ass, man, for that money. You know what I mean? And that's the fucked up part about family members and money. You know what I mean? So if she if she did get away, hypothetically, if she got away with the 500 and got to two years, it's fucking with the family. Is she going to have the 500 when she get home? You know what I mean? And, and that's the sad part about it, man. Money, man, it just, it turned people all bad. Even your, you know, not everybody. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody. You know, she may have a sister to be like, sis, I got you. You know, it's going to, your shit going to be here. You know, so, you know, you had those people. Don't get me wrong. But it is a lot of faulty family members when it comes to that money, Alex. Yeah, man. You just reminded me of when my little brother, my little brother had to turn himself in to do some time. I don't remember how much time he had. There. I think he had to be five years and he, he gave me $15,000. I said, what's this for? He said, you're the only one I trust. Man. <laughs> he said, this is all I got. And I need this when I get out. So I, I put it up and he even told me if I ask for any of this money, don't give it to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so about halfway through a sentence, he says, Hey, I need 2,500. And I said, no, <laughs> he said, no, for real, for real. I really need 2,500. And I said, mm-hmm. you told me not to give it up. He said, nah, I need it for my girl. I need it for um, a wedding ring. And, and then eventually, I did eventually give him the 2500 But it was crazy that he told me, you know, of all the family members that are out there, he came to me and he said, you're the only one I trust. And all his money was there minus the 2500 when he came home. So you're right about that. I guess, you know, I'm not on the side that my little brother's on. I'm not on the side that you've been on where you're like, damn, what do I do with this money? Who could I trust? Ain't yeah. nobody out there that I could slide 20, 30, 40 racks to and expect for that money to be there when I come home. I guess that's yeah, a tough. Well, I've, yeah, that, I've been on that a, side, homie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that's how I know how it go. That's how I can speak so <laughs> thoroughly on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Shit, man, I left pump money with the wrong motherfucking people. You know, I tried to leave it with a couple different people. And, you know, and and and, and the thing about it, man, is just, the, you know, it's like a say family ain't, you know, all of them ain't no good, man, you know. And uh, and it happens to more more of us than you think. You know what I mean? Well, we think a certain somebody is 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 responsible or reliable. Then be the ones that get you. You know, because at the end of the day, think about it like this. You know, say if you would have spent his money, he 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 can't kill Al. You know, he can't. He gonna kill his brother. You know, he ain't gonna. You know what I mean? You know, and 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 and, and, and you know. But so that's the, why family member just could work you so fast. You know what I mean? You know, um, and that's how I go, bro. You know, shit. I've been on. The, I've been on the losing. Right. I've been on the losing end, man. But but hey, you know it is what it is, and you know that's what's happening.
Hey, you know what I would do is I would just put it in a safe deposit box at the bank and just pay the safe deposit box for the next five years or whatever, how much time you got to do. That makes more sense to me than leaving the money in anybody's hand. Just put it in the safety, safe deposit box at the bank. Well, you know, see, the problem is people don't that haven't had a safe deposit box. People don't understand that, you know, shit, people been using these things, these these avenues for years to protect their heirlooms, protect shit, you know, of of value, you know, they don't understand that. You know what I mean? So when you talking about somebody that's working at this spot and they stealing money, they may, you know, they, well, she may know because she works at a spot that deals with money. So she probably didn't hurt all kind of financial, you know, uh, avenues to, to protect money to, you know, bank account. She probably know. So, you know, like you say, she may have an avenue. It might already be there. That's probably why they can't find the rest of it. She probably already got it tucked in a spot to where if I ever get caught, that's going to be there. You know, so, you know, she she just may have. You know, some people aren't smart enough to do that. Some people, unfortunately, have it at home under the mattress. And then as soon as they raid the house, they get the money back. And you still get, the, you know, same amount of time, you know. So, um, you know, so she may have did that. But like you say, man, there's so many people that don't. First thing they're going to do is trust a family member like I did. You know, I didn't think about putting it in no safety pot. Didn't even cross my mind at all. And uh, so at the end of the day, man, you know, I took the mails, you know. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a serious L to take, man. And, and um, I'm glad I took care of my, brother, my brother's money. I was just hoping that nothing happened to me because I want to make sure he good when he come home, you know. But um, all right, man. We, let's um, let's tap in with uh, YNW Melly, man. Uh, I, I gotta correct myself from last week. I said that the YNW Melly trial was probably not going to be televised, and it turns out that it is going to be televised, and we're going, I guess, hear everything from from closing statements to to the verdict. So, um, were you able to tap in with any of the YNW Melly stuff, man? Anything come to come to light so far? I got a couple, I got a few clips here. I'll play. But I just wanted to hear your um, any any initial thoughts or ideas. Well, you know, from some of it that I was watching, you know, I did hear a lot of um, uh, testimony that was that was jibber jabber. You know what I mean? It didn't have no uh, 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 effect on what was going on. You know, they got expert witnesses up there talking about shit that don't have nothing to do with the with the case, Alex. You know, they got a, like just for instance, they got a gun expert up there. You know what I mean? And he's an expert for sure. He knows he knows what the hell he's talking about. They never found a gun in this case. You know what I mean? They don't have a weapon. You know what I mean? So they he's talking about weapons like it or weapons that's similar or weapons that what what that got to do with 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 with, with this with this trial. You know what I mean? So I did see that. You know what I mean? So I saw a few things that that uh, was irrelevant. I saw a couple things that may be relevant, but I, I can't put a like a staple on it to say, you know, damn, they kind of got him or not. You know, but 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 it ain't looking all from just a few pieces I've seen. You know, he's still fighting. He still got action to me at this moment. Yeah, I don't think at this stage of the game, which is what maybe day three of the trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I say at this moment, yeah. Nothing too major has uh, came out, but I want to play this little clip. This is the prosecutor here, and um, she she made a a point that she thinks or plans or hopes to prove. Let me play this short clip real quick. This individual is reaching out, asking if Mr. Demons is good after he's been tagged in multiple social media posts about this driver through this shooting. And Mr. Demons responds very succinctly, I did that. 
Ladies and gentlemen, at the conclusion of the evidence, the state is confident that you will find the defendant guilty as charged. Okay, so a, pe a piece of the evidence is some Instagram, I don't know if it was a DM or post, where he's saying right after the, the whole thing happened is that I did it. And so that's going to be a part of the evidence that they're going to link to this uh, double this double murder that they, they got against YMW Melly. No doubt. You know what I mean? But he also said that I did that. He didn't say uh, I did murder. You know what I mean? When you get to talking about beyond a reasonable doubt, Alex, you know what I mean? It's, that's what it really means, beyond a reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? He could twist that and say, I meant anything, even though they know damn well what he meant. You know what I mean? But, you know, can a juror just take that and say, man, you know, a text message, I did that. You did what? You know, he didn't. You know, she wanted to make them believe that he admitted to it. And 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 I could see how a lot of people would say that he did, you know, but at the same time, man, as a juror, you know, man, you look for concrete evidence, man. And, and at this moment, that text, don't get me wrong, um, don't solidify that, but it can sway a jury. I mean, it, it definitely can sway a jury, you know, um, I just, you go back to hindsight, you know what I mean? Why the fuck is you texting anything about something you just did of this significance? You know what I mean? And, 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 um, bro is old enough to know that, you know, all this social media shit is, can, can be subpoenaed. All this shit can go back and, and be found. I don't care if you delete it out your phone. They still got record of it, bro. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the crazy part. Even if he was talking about just anything, why would you text some shit like that? Or why would you, you know, Instagram some shit like that? Or, you know, why would you trust something like that? You know, but at the same time, I do be thinking um, that these dudes just don't get it. They just don't understand. They naive to the fact of what the what 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 uh, uh, investigators can, can find out. Yeah, you just made me think about the Tory Lanez case because he sent... He made a phone call and he sent a text message to Megan. He didn't say, I'm sorry for the shooting. He just said, I'm really sorry for what happened. So the prosecution was able to take the text message and the phone call he made from jail as circumstantial evidence and then link it up with the other evidence to build a case against him. So it's almost the same thing. You know, why are you using, why are you texting? Why are you even discussing any of this stuff in a public place? If if he's guilty, I'm, I don't know if he's guilty, but if he's right, guilty, right, right. Uh, why would he do that? You know, and, and Tory Lanez is even older than, I mean, this dude, YNW Melly is like early 20s. Yeah, yeah. Tory Lanez was damn near 30 when that, uh, right, right, right. He damn sure should have knew better. Yeah. And we also heard from, remember Dominique, uh, Dominique Jones from the Travis, uh, Travis Rudolph case. She tried to delete, <laughs> she tried to delete all her text messages where she was saying, um, uh, shoot his shit up and all that. Right, right. Stuff. No doubt. No, they got her all over right now. She all over social media. She like the clown of social media right now, man. They got so many sound bites and memes about this girl, man. You know, it's just crazy, you know? So, hey, I but think, I, think we're, I think we're one of the first ones to really break down her testimony and the way we did it, because I swear I went online and was looking up stuff and I found a few things, but since after we did it and the case came to an end, shit been flooding. Yeah, flooding. yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff on her. What were you gonna say? 
Well, you know, a lot of people tap in with Streets and Scholars, more people than people actually realize, you know, because we are a podcast, you know, so we are on our podcast platform, Spotify, iHeart, you know, the whole nine. So a lot of people don't realize how many people listen to us, you know what I mean? And that's 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 city officials, government officials, people in jail, you know, everywhere, you know, it's, it's people that tap in with us, Alex. So sometimes we do drop some shit, man. People be surprised, man, that soon after you start seeing a whole bunch of, you know, you know, post about the things, you know, we get a lot of inboxes and replies from you know famous people that say they watch it so we appreciate all that but man you know at the same time we're gonna try to keep it as real as we can be you know i see um jonathan allen in the comments said only shot he got is a weapon not found you know a weapon not found do help his case you know but depending on how much other evidence that they have that they haven't even brought out yet you know sometimes they be waiting in the cut for your ass alex to 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 end up getting all the way down there to the end of the trial for they drop some of them bombs because they wanted to be fresh in the juror's head. So we're gonna see if they if they use that tactic or or see if they really don't have as much as we think on this dude. Well here's a clip um of the day of the incident where all of them were together. So they're basically trying to say that YNW Melly was with both Juvie and uh, Sack Chaser. Uh, on the night of the incident. Let me play this clip real quickly. So, so this is um, a clip that they showed to the jury of all four of them together, just chilling, hanging out. And I, I don't know, like an hour, I don't, I don't remember what the testimony was, but like maybe an hour later, uh, two of these dudes are dead. So they're just trying to establish that, okay, these two guys are dead and look who's with these two guys just a little while before the whole thing happened. This isn't evidence again, right? But it's pretty, it's pretty powerful circumstantial evidence, would you say? No, no doubt, no doubt. They definitely going to try to, you know, uh, put as much emphasis on this situation right here uh, as they can. You know, I mean, I don't expect them not to try to run it in the dirt, you know, as far as, um, um, you know, what, what happened, man. But at the same time, you know, two people did come up dead, Alex. You know, um, this dude is accused of killing two friends, you know, two partners. For the family member and for the homies, that hurt even worse, you know. Um, so, like I say, he's accused, you know, you know. So, you know, and uh, so they're gonna try to walk it down, man, and try to, you know, use every little bit of uh, significant information that they can to get the jury to believe that. Um, but just because you see them getting in the car together, just because you see them hanging out, just because you see them all this, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, um, without a reasonable doubt that, you know, somebody committed murder, you know, so, but they, they going to try to tie it all in, no doubt. Definitely, man. Uh, it, it is just a piece of circumstantial evidence, but this is how cases are made. This is how cases are built. You know, if you have just one piece of circumstantial evidence, of course, you know, you're not going to convict the guy off of one piece, but if at the end of the day, they're able to, to build a case with, you know, two, two things, three things, add another layer. And this is all circumstantial. You know, that, that's enough to move a jury to vote not guilty. No, no doubt. You know what I mean? But it's also, like I say, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I don't know every piece of evidence that they have. I don't know, you know, how much um, other testimony and um, Instagram and, you know, things of that nature, how much they actually have, you know, to, to, to like I say, when you take it in totality and shit and see all the evidence that they do have, I still say at the end of the day, man, you can have a whole lot of shit. You don't have a weapon. You don't have a witness to point out to say he did it. Um, it's still hard, Alex, to, to you know, to, to, to convict a man 
take his life and they want the death penalty, you know, um, for, for, for some of the circumstances that they have, like I say, the jury got to take that into consideration, but, um, is this is unfortunately there's just a man messed up situation, you know, two young black men, you know, is, is dead, you know, and regardless of, you know, of who did it, you know, you still got a grieving family over there, bro. You still got brothers and sisters that 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 that, that took a L, you know, that took a loss, lost a loved one. So, you know, um at the end of the day, man, it's just an unfortunate situation, man, you know. Um at the end of the day, man. Yeah, I saw a clip. Um, I thought I had it here. I don't have the audio for this clip, but I saw a clip of one of YNW Melly's attorneys basically trying to say that the other cat, Borland, <laughs> is is responsible. Or not, not? No, he didn't say he was responsible. But he said, "Look at the video of the hospital. That's Borland. Who drove the two victims to the hospital? Borland did. You know, he's like my guy." Who's saying that? On one of YNW Melly's attorneys. Oh yeah, damn! I, just, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was um, I was trying to look it up right now. So I was like, okay, is the strategy to kind of throw his partner under the bus a little bit? He ain't saying he did right. it, but he's just saying, look at the video. Who do you see in the video at the hospital? That's Borgman. How many phones did they find? Three of them. Was any of those phones uh, YNW Melly? No. Who's the third phone belong to? Borgman. You know. So damn, uh, that's a little bit of. Um, strategy i think that i don't know alice that's more than a strategy man that's like placing the blame on somebody else if you ask me man you know and and they got to be careful with that you know what i mean because Borland can come with some shit too you know or his attorney can come with some shit too if they want to play that game you know I, I, I will walk a thin line you know i mean i could point out that you know melly wasn't there you know what i mean if you go look at the hospital you don't see my my client you know if you look at the phones none of them belong to my client you know what i mean but when you get the name calling and saying who was doing something you know you got to take all that shit into consideration that a motherfucker flip on your ass quick so i hope it don't you know i hope they just you know what i mean you know uh um you know keep that in mind while they fighting their case man you know so yeah well it's a typical defense strategy called third third party culpability saying that uh, my guy didn't do it there's a third party that may have done it um so uh yeah that's um that's that appears to be the strategy i wanted to play uh a, a one more clip or part of one more clip before we wrap it up here man there's just so much stuff on this case that's going on uh, i want to play a couple of minutes of this clip here uh some more trial some more trial footage in the uh it up right here. Here we go. There's about 15 different major manufacturers. Um, I also ran again with uh, those two submissions to me in the case. Okay. So there was an initial submission uh, that contained three projectiles, and then there was an initial uh, secondary submission which contained projectiles uh, from the medical examiner's office. Um, and based on the characteristics of the second submission, there was, I think, an even larger number. about 27 manufacturers that could have fired that set. Okay. Can you just pick number 17 off that list and recreate this determination? Um, no. No, I can't do that um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, first and foremost being that these lists are telling me the manufacturers. Right? It's not telling me the make and model. So give me the make. So it's saying you know, possibly uh, six hour, possibly six large. But which one of their pistols in 40? It doesn't tell me that. 
Um, and so the list can be very, very lengthy. It also can tell me the barrel length. All right, so that's the firearms expert trying to break down the type of uh, ammunition that was used in the shooting. And my guess is that since they're putting him up, that means they got some more firearms testimony to follow up. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, this trial is televised on the Law and Crime Network, and uh, I'll be tapping in with it. And we'll, we'll tap in again next week and give you an update of uh, the highlights of the trial, man. Any last words on the YNW Melly case, FG? No, nah, no doubt. I don't want to touch too much. You know what I mean? I want to be able to fight this case. You know what I mean? But you know Melly used to be out here hanging on the West Coast as well. You know what I mean? And, and um, so I know I remember you had some footage of him from back in the day, but I know he used to like to hang around on the east side a minute. But, you know, I hope he get, you know, a, a, a fair trial. You know what I mean? I hope he, um, you know, be able to, uh, uh, you know, his attorneys do a good job, you know, justice going to do what it's going to do. You know, a lawyer's going to do what they do. A, a juror's going to do what they do. You know, he's fighting for his life, man. So, you know, um, hey, it is what it is, man. And he's literally fighting for his life because he's looking. Yeah, at real shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Also, he's being tried separately from the other dude. Um, you know, sometimes they put both the defendants together in a trial, but he's being tried by himself. So it's gonna, it's interesting because I wonder if both these guys have spoke to each other or if their attorneys spoke to each other in terms of the strategy because technically um, YNW Melly can throw him under the bus in his trial and then, and then Bortland can throw him under the bus in the trial that to follow and if it both works, it's it's both legitimate. So if they've spoken to each other about strategy, you know, then then it's all good. Well, you know, um, not throwing, not the term throwing each other under the bus, you know, using a strategy, you know, to help y'all win y'all case, you know, or help y'all get in a better uh, a position in y'all trial. That's one thing, man. But like I say, you know, you kind of want to stay away from, you know, the finger point just based on, you know, some of that small shit can put you in a situation where they can add some more shit up, you know what I mean? So, hey, if they talked about it and, 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 um, and uh, that's the strategy they want to go by, you know, then, hey, it's all good, you know. But at the same time, man, I just think they need to tread lightly on that, on that um, who did what and who didn't do what or, you know, any kind of um, uh, accusations like that. You know, that can come back and hurt them late, later. Yeah, we're going to find out if uh, people are considering any of the, the statements by the attorneys, uh, quote unquote, snitching um, to the other co-defendant that's not on trial but we'll tap in with y'all next week man make sure you tap in with fg on his youtube channel fg unleashed i know he's got some good ish coming real soon and uh, no doubt tap in with him on instagram at f general one i'm at, at alex alonso 101 uh, i've been posting tory lane's updates oh his uh his sentencing got postponed to august 7th so he's gonna be able to hang out in the los angeles county jail in high power for at least another month and a half or so while the, his attorneys were successful at getting another <laughs> delay, another continuance. And uh, I want to thank all the, the listeners out there on the podcast platforms. If you're on Apple, please leave us a comment and review. Spotify, Google, iHeart, appreciate y'all. And thanks for tapping in on another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Yeah.